Hello and welcome to another episode of Betfair Trading Communities podcast. I'm here today with Lawrence Stanley. Hello, Lawrence. Hi, Martin. And uh, we're actually going to talk about the hurdles of being a new trader. Um, Lawrence is a new member of Betfair Trading Community. Well, I say fairly new. Um, it's been a few months now, hasn't it? Yeah, I think I've been subscribed for about three months now, in fact. Yeah, so um, Lawrence has just fairly new to the process and uh, I really wanted to get the feel of someone who was new because obviously we've had a few of the pros and the semi-pros and uh, I know Lawrence has big ambitions so uh, definitely be interested to see where he's come from and how he's getting on at the moment. Um, So yeah, just going to get into it really, if that's okay. Yeah, fire away. Um, So yeah, how did you first get into trading? Well, I think... um since an early age I've always been trying to find some miraculous way of making money online um, as do a lot of people so try different methods of marketing this that and the other and everything's always gone down gone down the pan um, but then I think it was a family friend Dave Kettles who's also a member of BTC and um, he got me involved in as like a lot of people when the first new to training trading sorry uh, he suggested lay the draw so he showed me how to do that and he came around and set up all the screens and just on that day, every trade worked. So, you know, right from then I was hooked. Little did I know it doesn't always work that way. But I think that was the, the best introduction to see that you can just make 50 quid in 10 minutes watching football. Yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, I think that's how a lot of people get into it, isn't it? Because uh, it's kind of surprising when, that you can just make that money. Yeah. You know, like there's not really many times in life where you can just make money on a, on a judgment call yeah. in a few seconds. I think the best thing about it that appealed to me the most is, you know, I've worked in different jobs and I'm still working full time now, um, but a lot of, uh, well, almost every industry other than, for example, finance is, you know, making money is just a side part of that. So for example, if you own a shoe shop, you know, you might be passionate about shoes and the money just comes in on the side, but it's almost you combining a hobby and your job and it might become stressful etc obviously trading has its own problems like that but trading is there purely to make money and that's its end goal and it's all about money so you can make money trading and you can go off and have your separate personal life yeah that's true um i think that's a really good way to look at it actually um because i think it, and it kind of helps take a bit of the emotion out of it as well. Yeah. You know, if you're focusing on this is my goal, um, you know, these graphs, the profits, the 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 kind of market itself is the goal, isn't it? Make some money from the market. And uh, I think that helps sort of... Because I, th- I think some people come into it as a hobby, don't they? I guess with sports and things. Yeah. What, where, are you particularly into sports yourself or were you a sporty person? That's the thing, not at all. Right. Um, I've... I never thought I'd ever watch uh, a football match at all. I think it started because my brother and my dad were Stockport County supporters, so there wasn't really any appeal whatsoever <laughs> to go to those matches. Um, I don't think you know, they barely exist anymore. Um, now I was, I was more of a music kind of guy. Um, so I think the one thing that was exciting for me, ironically, was that trading was so boring. When I first got into it, um, you know, take that with a pinch of salt, that surely this must be a great way to make money because aspects of trading like for example pre-race horse trading look the most dull thing ever so surely the competition is going to be really small because everyone wants to do more exciting things like be a rock star (laughs) yeah i know what you mean 
um, and Stockport. I remember they used to be in Norwich's division at one point, not that long ago. <laughs> they're the conference now, aren't they? Or I think yeah, something below that. I mean, my dad barely talks about them anymore. So. That's that's a real that's a real shame. I quite like Stockport. Been there a few times. Yeah, I used to go. Um, purely just for the pies and then started putting peas in them so that was the end of it for me <laughs> i love pea <laughs> petit poire actually it's my favorite um so yeah how have you found the the trading community on betfair trading community um and sort of how is it related to your journey as a trader i think it's, it's been vital really i don't know where i'd be without it and not just trying to sell selly or sound selly here at all i'm not even involved with it um but you it's not even just for finding, for example, a set strategy that's just going to make make money because, yeah, you will find that on communities like BCC, but it's more about just understanding how people cope in certain conditions and like the day-to-day goings on of like, what does a trader do in the day? Do they spend all day, you know, just looking at charts or do they go out for a few hours and then just come home and trade football? It's just kind of to try and get a good picture of, you know, where I may end up or what I'm trying to get towards yeah and i think uh, it's interesting you say that because it reminds me of that thing you're saying about the shoe seller you yeah. know they're doing that because of a passion and i think part of the reason we want run btc is for that same reason and i think people are sort of sort of sometimes i say blown away maybe that's a bit extreme but people are surprised at how much response they actually get from you know me and ryan um when they ask questions yeah. even messages you know because well, we spend it i mean we spend a hell of a lot of time just responding to you know private messages on facebook each day but uh, but for us it's important that that is our passion you know to help people become good traders yeah. uh, and i think that's where we found the passion in that and uh, i'm glad you're enjoying it and we, we love having you on the forum i think you've been a real uh, real revelation in terms of just getting stuck in and and, and even helping people out and uh, you know one thing i noticed was that it didn't really take you long did it to help other people no yeah, well <clears throat> i think with anything i try and do in any other area of life the best way to learn really is to even if you do it badly attempt to help someone else mm-hmm. i think you're picturing it in a different way in your mind when you've got to try and explain something to someone even if you really don't understand it it might be the final tick which you know, makes me think, oh, right, I, I know how to teach it to someone now, so I must understand it. And it's almost a confidence thing. But if you join in any community like BTC, you know, you, you can read through all of the files and that, which are great, and you're going to learn a lot from them. But I'd say that's only about 20% of it. If you don't ask the questions yourself, you know, you're missing out on a whole load of value there. And as we all know, trading's all about value. <laughs> that is true. So what sports are you trading at the moment? Um, well, I've just sort of finished a bit of a long stint on football. Um, I found that the variance is you know, ridiculously high. I think you started to find something similar as well, really. Yeah, um, I think with football, um, the thing I've found is that, I mean, I, I, I do love it. It's uh, it's probably my favourite. Well, NFL's my favourite sport, um, but football's up there. And uh, maybe I wasn't, wasn't a Norwich fan, it might be even higher. <laughs> but, yeah... I mean, you're obviously waiting for the goal, aren't you? That's that's the big event, and I think uh, there are some other sports that the swings are a bit, you know, more gradual, yeah. and that you're not just waiting for one event. Um, Almost more predictable as well. Yeah. Football is very unpredictable at times. So what are you looking at now, trading wise? Um, I, I've had a keen interest on the tennis thread on the on the group. Yeah, 
I've been looking at that. I've, I'm still very early days with it, you know, I barely understand some aspects of tennis. Um, until about two weeks ago, I didn't understand like the rules of tennis. How do you win a game? I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't hit it in the net. I think that's all I knew. Um, so I, I'm looking at that, but I was I was amazed at how how much the market overreacts just to a simple point. Um, and it, again, it all comes down to value. There's extreme value in sports like tennis, where um, the underdog gets the first um, shot in or the first point, and the market reacts ridiculously. And you can take advantage of that um, fairly easily, even for someone who's really new to trading. The opportunities are quite obvious at times. I think, I mean, do you feel that you you almost have a benefit from not having um, kind of that sporting background in that you are just purely focusing on the market, you're watching the moves, you know, you're watching patterns, you're learning that way, rather than letting the sort of your pre-existing knowledge or, or even getting distracted by just watching it or getting caught up in the excitement of it, if you know what I mean. Because yeah. I feel like sometimes that I, I can get a bit distracted by that and miss certain opportunities. Do you think so about football in particular? Because, I mean, I, I don't even like football. I, and all of a sudden, <laughs> once money was involved, I was avidly watching it. And yeah. The emotions got far too high. Well, it's amazing how much a lower league game in Germany can suddenly matter to you yeah. <laughs> when you've got some money on it when you know you couldn't imagine in a million years watching it otherwise yeah. I mean the main benefit of football for me is now is I can actually talk to people about football and name drop you know odd names <laughs> but financially unfortunately football's not worked out great um, I did have a bit of a I shared a bit of a portfolio online of late minute or last minute draws or lay the draw strategy um, and the bank quickly uh, doubled from 100 to 200 you know in, in a matter of days but as we found I think quite a few people have had a bad few weeks on football and it slowly dribbles back down again and um, so yeah the, the, like we say the variance is really high and the unsociable hours kind of put me off a little bit but yeah I think for someone who doesn't know anything about sports or has never really been interested in it you either use that to your advantage or you get really down about it so, like you say, like, I'd look at tennis match and I won't get too excited about what's going on, or I'll try not to anyway. It is very easy to get too involved and then just literally look for what the market's doing and see where I can take advantage of that. Yeah, and I, I think that's a brilliant way to do it. I, I remember hearing a story of someone who came from a stock market background onto Betfair and uh, just purely traded the graphs. Yeah. You know, never had any interest in looking at the sports or watching the sports or learning about them, but actually made loads of money because they could be so kind of neutral to it, you know, yeah. and, and not bring the emotions and knowledge, prior knowledge as a sort of a bias, really. Um, so how, I know your partner, Ali, how did she react to it? Uh, I think she, she was very confused why I was watching <laughs> Bundesliga matches kind of. <laughs> Tuesday or Wednesday night, whenever it is, when I've never had any interest in sport. She's probably almost quite upset that now she's got a boyfriend that likes football because she's never liked it either. <laughs> but no, she's, she's been great about it. Um, but I think luckily I've sort of reined it in at a, a bound about, around about the right time. I think if I carried on trading every evening on every football match possible and every weekend for the next you know few months, you know, any relationship would deteriorate. And you know, of course I don't want that. I, I want a social life and I want to be able to go outside so I think <laughs> that's obviously affected the sports I've chosen um, 
but I think it's always good to, well, Ali, for example, she's great at grounding me, so if she'll notice firsthand and way before I do if I'm getting too obsessed with just training right. football, for example. I think that's a brilliant awareness to have, especially so early on, because, you know, I think it's so important that you are able to take evenings off or yeah. days off, you know, one or two a week, like you would in any job. And uh, I think when people are sort of chasing the dream of becoming a pro trader, they can actually end up doing too much trading, yeah. trading every game, every evening. And, you know, not only is that not beneficial for your health yeah. and your relationships, but you'll make less money because essentially you won't be fresh. You know, you won't ever be. Sometimes I take a day off, um, you know, particularly if I've had a bad day. And the next time I come back, it's like I've started again. You know, it's like such, it's a fresh start and I'm, I'm pumped and I'm buzzing for it. And, uh, you know, sometimes you need those breaks and, and I find actually that if you do continue to trade and your performance does go down as a result and you don't get out of that cycle, it's uh, it's never going to end well. You just need to go outside, putting it simply, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good to go. I mean, I try and go out and have a walk every day, Yeah. just purely because you can just sit there during the day for the whole day. Um, you see some of those pro poker players, you know, and they, they, they're probably quite slim before they start playing poker and end up about £300 <laughs> because uh, they never get off their seat. So uh, I think, uh, yeah, it's so important to, to make sure you still have a life around it. And, uh, you know... Like, like you say, if you're going for a walk outside, it, it doesn't mean go for a walk and think about what strategy to do next or anything to do with trading. I think as well as your physical health, your, mel- your mental health is, you know, prime important yeah. in trading. If you can somehow just put your, put your mind, focus on something else for a few hours, even 10 minutes, you know, in between trades, it doesn't matter, but it goes a hell of a long way. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more with that. Um, so we'll get on more to talking about the hurdles now for new traders, because um, I thought that was an interesting area and uh, obviously something that you've hit firsthand. I mean, we've kind of talked about things like chasing losses so we won't go into that but I think for me it's quite difficult because it's hard for me to say what the hurdles are because although I did go through them it was quite a long time ago yeah so obviously you know with you Lawrence you you're fresh to it um so I'm just wondering how did you find your first loss because I imagine it's not something you're used to you know just losing money like that and no not at all well I say not at all, but I have thrown money down the drain on various yeah. online ventures before, but right. you never feel it the same when it's you know money that you see just drop out the window and you know you've not got that back. Whereas, for example, if you put money into a business, you've still got hope that it might you know fluctuate yeah. one day. Um, but I think, as with a lot of people, especially pre-race horse traders, which I'm, I like to get into as well, the most common one is accidentally going in play. And of course, that was my first big right. loss um but i think i, I kind of handled it unexpectedly quite well i think it was almost a relief um it's, it's a really strange feeling once you lose a few hundred pounds or whatever it is you, there's nothing else you can do there so if you just accept it you, you kind of feel at peace with it and that's the worst that you can get and i'd listen to a lot of um sort of stockbroking podcasts or just stock traders sorry and they would say you're not a proper trader until you've had, you know, a ten grand loss, for example. Cool. I haven't quite lost ten grand, <laughs> luckily. My girlfriend would kill me. Um, but you know, I, 
I almost feel like it's a learning curve and you pay for, you're paying for the education, you're not just losing money because you're not going to do that again or you should hope you shouldn't anyway. Yeah, I think there's a definite learning curve and, uh, you know, like you say, most jobs you do actually have to pay for an education. So, uh, you know, that is that is how a lot of people try to look at it, but obviously not always that easy to take. Yeah. And we hope that, you know, being part of BTC means you don't have to have those big losses to, to get the education. Well, yeah, I think um, the minute you come across a big loss, you definitely sort of evaluate where you're at, potentially talk to someone else about it. There might be something you've not even thought about, but you're doing accidentally, and that's losing your money. Yeah. So get a question on BTC, you know, ask people to evaluate your trade. I was going to ask actually, um, because obviously you seem like someone who's really analytical about your performance, and I was just wondering how you evaluate your trading, uh, the journey really as you're going along. Yeah, well, I think um, I think it's quite important to write down or at least like talk about it. For example, this podcast is great because I'll be able to look at it in six months' time and see where I was at. Yeah. Uh, but personally, I've started writing like diary entries and I've turn that into a bit of a blog you know, so other people can see how bad I am as well um, but it, it really does help and you, you don't realize it until you start writing these things down or talking to them about talking about them like we are now but it helps it put it into perspective just like you're teaching someone else to do something it's, it's the same sort of principle and um, so often for example if you've had a bad day and you've you've traded like 20 football games which of course is too much but that's something I used to do a lot um, you, your head's just absolutely mushed and until you start writing things down and asking yourself questions for example like why do i feel like i do things like that or what could i have done in this particular trade or did i trade too much and just answer those questions and you'll sleep much easier <laughs> and that's a benefit yeah. in itself and so yeah i definitely encourage anyone to write a blog um, get online or if you don't want to talk share it with other people just write it down on paper yeah but it'll, it'll go a long way and you can look at where you were you know, even a week ago or a month yeah. ago and you'll notice improvements and especially on bad days if you can look back through a paper journal or something and say well you know last month I was doing really stupid things I was using stakes that were far too big so even if you've had a losing day like today you know that you're still better than you were a week ago and that's enough to get you up in the morning to do it again yeah and, and you've got a blog. What address is that if, if people want to check it out? Um, so it's lawrencestanley.co.uk. So Lawrence is spelled L-A-U-R-E-N-C-E. It's a bit of a weird one. Some people spell it with a weird. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll put a link to it on the post or something as well. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, feel free to ask any questions on there, of course. I'll try to do my best to answer them. Yeah, I enjoy reading it because it's great to sort of see how someone's starting and how their journey's going. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, like I say, we've been really pleased to have you on the forum and uh, we really hope that you stick around. Yeah, absolutely. I've got no plans to go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Keep enjoying the trading and, uh, you know, hopefully learn from you as well. And, uh, yeah, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you very much, Martin. uh, It's been really good. And hopefully that's given you, the audience, uh, a perspective of someone who is, you know, just as new as a lot of you will be. Um, and I think it's very easy for us to think from a pro perspective of how to look at trading, but actually, you know, it's, you want to know how the amateurs are approaching it and how they're finding it and how they're finding their feet. I mean, I think for me, actually, probably the biggest 
thing. Uh, the biggest hurdle is the the kind of wanting to jump for gold straight away. Mm. You know, it's almost that. I don't know if it's greed or if it's just mega ambition, but it is. It's almost too much because people end up really either staking too much to start with or getting upset when they're not making you know 100 quid a day straight away um and and i think what's good about you lawrence is you have that natural grounding and and obviously you know your your partner helps with that um but it just seems to me you have a real grounding around things so you know yeah i'll I'll rack up more brownie points and say it's definitely my girlfriend's doing that (laughs) (laughs) you gotta get her to listen to this i'm getting her to listen to a trading podcast i think would be very difficult but i'll try (laughs) just whack it on in the car one day yeah it's a brilliant podcast (laughs) (laughs) anyway thanks for that and uh yeah if you do want to join betfair trading community and you listen to this just go to betfairtradingcommunity.com and you can sign up there and hear from people like me and Lawrence every day. Um, you know, I love to answer people's questions. And uh, if you are already a member, then you know, feel free to ask any questions or speak to us about this podcast. Um, you know, like Lawrence says, he loves to share information and uh, and check out his blog. What is it again? LawrenceStanley.co.uk. So very easy, Lawrence L A U. R E N C E Stanley spelt normally .co.uk, well worth a read. Um, you know because he talks about not only his journey but the people that have helped him and uh, just the strategies that he's been using. And there's um, lots of losses as well, which is nice to see. Lots <laughs> of losses. <laughs> yeah, well that is true actually because obviously, you know, a lot of people shy away from talking about. I think that's one of the things I like about our forum is that we're quite open about losses and we talk about when we have losses um you know i think i think some places almost try and shut that down as if they don't exist you know so it's uh, not flashy is it no um but it's it's a very much part of the game no matter how good a trader you are so i think actually any place that doesn't talk about losses or talks rubbish about wins um there's plenty of tips to sell there that (laughs) probably make a living out of that but yeah so cheers for that lawrence thank you very uh, much yeah it's been a pleasure And hopefully we'll uh, be back again soon when I get another guest.